Hi, this is the Gravy Sandwich Podcast with John and Dakota. Dakota, hello. Yes. Um, this is actually going to be a very uh, different episode. I think I say that every time. Yeah. But in this case... It's true. We're actually fairly ill-prepared. Yeah, we don't have a topic. We didn't have a topic, but I felt that actually, in all honesty, if we just went with the honesty of admitting to the fact we weren't ready, that would at least begin something. And I would actually kind of like to discuss that sort of part in life since we are a philosophy channel and it's easy to talk about complex ideas and questions and Mm -hmm. about life itself and all that but sometimes surprises happen and we people aren't ready you can't be ready yeah you can't always be prepared Mm -hmm. and i think in this time we're in right (laughs) now there's a lot of surprises coming for sure so i don't know I, i i think that i guess i should ask you know when something really out of left field happens something you weren't prepared for maybe bad maybe good whatever it is okay um do you have any specific way that you tend to deal with these sort of surprises that come up in life or i don't know so like if it's good obviously i'll get hype gotta celebrate but i feel like for bad things i don't know like i've had a lot of my plans just destroyed okay over time i for everyone out there i'm 27 by this time, I expected to be married and have a kid on the way. Yeah. Did not happen, obviously. <laughs> Shit. Um, but no, I feel like you just kind of got to roll with the punches. Hmm. How about you? Do you have any personal mantras? Um, I find in life, it's weird. When something really bad happens, I find that when I try to actively do something... It tends to have a chain reaction of shit that I just could not predict or prepare for, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I find a lot of times the older I've gotten, the more serendipity happens in my life. So Mm. when these bad things do happen, whatever they are. Yeah. um, It's a crazy time right now. I find at least beginning to just... It, it just get over the fact that the situation sucks. Don't bother be upset. Just be like, okay, it's a shit situation. Mm-hmm. Now where can I work from? Yeah. Instead of treating it as like, you are at level zero, the bad thing happens and it's above you. Like okay. that becomes level one. Just be like, no, 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 put that down. It's still at the bottom because that's what's happening right now. Okay. Let's just treat this like this is level zero. Where do we go from? Okay, okay. I like that. So there's a saying that I've always heard. Ground your problems, I guess. Yeah, not to cut you off, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. A saying that I always really liked is that things may not always work out the way you expect it to, but it'll work out. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like that's such a simple saying, but it has some weird staying power with me. Well, it's, it's true. I mean, we brought this up. I think we brought this up. I don't know if it was in one of our private conversations or mm. uh, on the podcast, but we brought up the fact that, like, both of us got jobs. Almost yeah, right perfectly when we in needed line. it. Yeah. Right when we needed to because uh, Serb... The government... The government uh, money was stimulus, not yeah. going to come out anymore. <clears throat> yeah. So... Literally that month, I think, like, the end of it, we just got jobs lined up perfectly. And it was like, you know... <clears throat> Shit like that, because we were both panicking a bit. It's funny, because, yeah, we were actually applying, I, too. That's the weirdest part. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember, like, I think I was more nervous than you were. 
Yes, because you you had something lined up, and I had like no idea what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I remember just being like, "Fuck!" <laughs> just being like really yeah. scared. That's true. You're just like dropped out of the sky. That's how things happen for me. Yeah. That's literally just how life has worked for me, man. Hmm. Things drop out of, as yeah, drop out of the sky. Like good <laughs> things happen right when I need them to happen. Like when there is no room. Yeah. To have something fuck up, life will like bend its will and be like, "Oh come on, John, keep playing the game." Just yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. So I've always believed like everything that happens has a purpose. I know that's a bizarre thing to say, especially because a lot for of bad you, things yeah. happen. Well, I think for for you, for me even, especially, yeah. I like that idea where it's like this branching tree that would become of it. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder, would all of them still be able to exist simultaneously? Or would the rest begin to cease to be because of your actions going back? Yeah. Is it just one timeline or is it a tree? Because I love the idea of like this tree of time. That branches off, yeah. That like there, that there's this branch <laughs> and there is technically one main root of the tree, like the core of the tree. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we haven't, I don't believe we've developed time travel. Maybe I haven't experienced it or fucking whatever. I don't know. I believe people believe forward is probably possible, not past, but go on. Yeah? Yeah, they, like, generally based I, on I how light I could see works, the idea. Yeah. I could see that. I Again, I'm not a physicist, but I could definitely understand from a base view that, like, going forward would be it's a lot easier. than, yeah, completely changing everything ever. Yeah, well, it's hard um, to reverse movement. <laughs> Well, let me ask you scale. this. Actually, let's say you do go back in time. Okay. Let's say you somehow, I don't know, let's say you somehow help in your birth or something. Okay. Okay. Oh, that'd be, yeah, because I was actually. That's. Okay, I'm going to spin a narrative. This yeah, go is ahead. part of my origin story. Uh, there was like one of the worst ice storms in Canada I was born in. Really? Like, one of the, like, trees bent over the highway to the point cars could not go because the trees okay. blocked up the highway. Like, mm-hmm. when I say ice storm, I don't mean snow. I mean, like, shit froze everywhere. It was like a blizzard of ice. Okay. It was painful to go through. And my mom is pregnant in the backseat of a car, and we can't go to our own hospital. Mom. So, she begins, uh, me and my forget who's driving Mm -hmm. but they're like going as fast as they can to a town or a city sorry that's like two hours away Mm -hmm. in the middle of this storm so two hours becomes a lot longer it's like a day's journey to get through this storm and it's fucking atrocious and the whole time they're freaking out thinking they're gonna have to deliver me in the back scene they're like he can't survive in this cold Mm -hmm. so all that um and they get right outside this uh, the city of Moncton, okay. which is the city I uh, I was born in. I believe I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So they get like right outside of it, right before, the, and um, they for a moment the car shuts down, and I remember my mom was saying like she was freaked out. She was like, I don't think that we're gonna make it. And then they don't know what happened, but it just started up and it made it like it mm. was smooth sailing from there. Which I think adds a bit to, like, her thinking something intervened. Which could have been you. She's talking about a higher power, but, like... It could have been you. Wouldn't that be trippy (laughs) if I went back in time to make sure that I was born? Yeah, that'd be crazy. 
Because that's obviously in Back to the Future 2. Although not to that detail. But yeah, that would be crazy. But let's say you do... Actually, hold on. You keep talking. I'll get the book. I have a book about that storm in here. Okay, so... uh, We have found the book. I took a moment. Yeah, January 1998. Five days of freezing rain up to 100 millimeters fell in some parts of eastern Canada and northeast United States. About 2 million homes, more than 5 million people were plunged into darkness for up to a month in the Mm. dead of winter. It was indisputably the storm of the century. Wow. So this is what I was born in the middle of. I was born in the middle of this. And like, see like the trees like just crash down. This isn't the best photo, but you see how they all bend? You know what's crazy is I think I remember a child living through this too in Toronto. I think it hit us, but not as bad. No, no, no. But like, like the trees are just covered in ice. Yeah. they, They are made of ice. Like, so that was the kind of elemental fucking chaos that i was born wow. into this world with the world what, tried to stop it was you. not a pleasant <laughs> beginning huh actually i guess i could also say my beginning too yeah, i was actually ahead. born with uh severe asthma on birth yeah you said i had actually spent the first month of my life in a hospital actually in like a little incubator i believe it was an incubator because mm. uh, they were like low-key afraid that i would just not be able to support myself jesus yeah it's Kind of funny that we you both... could have been a boy in a bubble. Yeah, I could have seriously... I still have some, like, uh... Well, that's that's kind of interesting. My stuff is all external chaos. Yours yeah, was all internal, internal chaos. Yeah, uh. That's interesting. Another dynamic between us. And let me just put it out, that I was actually born on Good Friday. I'm not making any parallels. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was going to say, so let's say you do go back in time. You help yourself get born, right? I help myself get through this storm. Yes, so... Oh, by the way, ju- just to say, if anyone is uh, interested in this, this is called the Ice Storm, uh, a historic record and photographs of January 1998 with a text by Mark Abley. Okay. Go check it out. Go check it out. Random um, shout out. Yeah, um, I was going to say, so say you do go back in time. You help yourself get born. Yeah. Um, do you think it's theoretically possible for the present you to choose not to go back in time and help yourself yep. be born? Do yep. you think that's possible? Yep. I think, I, well, I'm going to butcher this concept. It's called okay. time bastardization. Oh. I don't know if I brought it up, but, uh, it's essentially the idea of once you time travel, mm-hmm. you're essentially a bastard amidst reality in the sense that you no longer have any real gravity so it's okay sorry let me explain it's like i go back in time to save myself when i was younger Mm -hmm. that version of me can go on the rest of its life without time traveling yeah i've already done you've already it's like a different another person has time traveled essentially yes we're both me yeah but they are their own unique version of, of myself. I am my own version of myself. <laughs> so uh, let's say I go and I go back in time from tomorrow to today. And yeah. I open the door right now and I come in yeah. and interrupt this whole thing. Okay. Then I'll, I will exist as like, oh yeah, I just experienced my future self interrupt me. I'm going to live the rest of my life now. But what is he going to do? He's just a bastard amidst reality. This okay. isn't his world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is a world he's intervened in, but his no longer 
exists in that same sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, he, he's like a duplicate. The original becomes a duplicate. So that's weird because that almost reminds me of the Flash. Weird source, yeah? I know because okay. So that's actually the reverse Flash's storyline. I thought he was a different man altogether. No, so the idea is that he's from the future. He was a huge fan of the Flash. Yeah. What he does is he goes back in time, helps the Flash become a better person, like become a real hero. Okay. This might be Eobard Thawne, and it might be Wally, or it might be the original. And yeah, you don't know which Yeah, one. not too clear. Uh, but, but then basically something he does causes his timeline to no longer exist. So because of that, he's slowly dying, but he's constantly outrunning his own death. And he's basically become an, like a remnant of his future that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, I've always really liked that idea that you could exist independently of the timeline and everything else. That's what time bastardization yeah. would be. Now, a couple ideas that they pose that mm-hmm. is one idea, which I think is silly, but, you know, it'd be an interesting story is like, let's say... I time travel backwards, I intervene in my own life, and I tell myself, here's the answers to all your exams, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's say I time travel at 25. Okay. And once the that updated version of me that I interacted with gets to 25, the day, that moment in my original life that I did, they'll cease to be. Mm. So, like... Okay. Because in my original reality, I cease to exist at that point. Yeah. So they will, for some reason, just cease to be because they can't exist past that point of me time traveling and displacing myself. Okay. Which I I don't remember the science behind that or why that would happen. I think that's just a, a funny idea, but mm. um, I guess... Okay, so I'm actually a huge fan of time travel in general. I love the idea of... Time travel has always gotten me. So again, I want to talk about time loops. You're familiar with time loops. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I've always loved the idea that Misfits does it really well. Misfits. Yeah. Yes, they do. Where a great show, if you want to look it up, uh, was by E4, I believe. Uh, Basically, the general idea is that this mysterious character shows up at the end of the first season... In the second season, it's revealed to actually be one of the characters from the future. Um, And basically, he's going back in time trying to stop a tragedy. Yeah. And then at the end of that show, he chooses, or at least at the end of his story, he chooses to go back in time to try and stop the tragedy again. But it's created another timeline. Yeah. So essentially, like, there's an original timeline where he never went back. It Like, he just saw the timeline for what it was supposed to be. But by him constantly like going back, he's creating different versions of that same event. I thought it was just an endless loop. But that's why. And so I think there is a version. The first one, I believe, came from a timeline without yeah. the, like, the tragedy happening. Okay. So, no, I think the tragedy did happen, but it wasn't because of him. Okay. So because he went back in time, he directly causes the well, tragedy. Well, then again, it, the the thing with time loops itself is there may never have been a beginning. The idea of beginnings and ends is yeah. kind of foolish at that point. It might be simply that's just a mode of existence that happens right there. That little pocket of Completely reality. Completely separate of, yeah, anything else. Not, not just separate of anything else. Like, it's still a part of everything. Yeah. But it's like... 
it's always happened and it always will happen, which adds the idea that time doesn't have beginning or end. It's this endless thing, which I think is a far more accurate way to view everything Yeah, as endless. But it's hard to when, you know, you have death looking you in the face. But yes, then again, my ideas of reality are bizarre and strange and. In my life, a lot of bad things have happened, but, mm. like, you tend to grow and, like, become a better person from everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, especially me. Like, I got fired. I realized that that's not what I wanted out of life. I re, like, looked at my career, looked at what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I started pursuing passion projects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um. Sorry, there's a fly. Okay, yeah, no worries. There's a fly. You know what? Let's leave it be. Because the fly was something we didn't predict. Actually, yeah, I was going to ask. So do you believe, now that we kind of talked about that topic, do you believe everything in life is fated? I believe I brought up my belief on causal determination before. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I'll just go briefly. In chemistry, there is the idea that every reaction has an equal, or every... Action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Which is a chemical base. But Makes sense, it, it, yeah. it fits it with it fits causal determination. Well. Where even your actions and thoughts and stuff are literally just created because of previous stimuli. So mm-hmm. everything's part of this giant reaction. Yeah. I don't believe in fate as this like mystical sort of like magic. That's looking out for you, yeah. I believe Almost. it's there's a chemical react not chemical reaction, but it's just general reaction of things. Everything is like constantly, you know, in this great uh, big dynamic. So let's say you do reaction, a really yeah. good thing. Yeah, like I do a really like a benevolent really... thing or like achieve a great feat. Uh, actually, yeah, let's say you achieve a great feat. Sure. What okay. would then be the logical reaction for that from the world? I guess it would depend on what the feat is. Like, what are we saying? <laughs> Let's say, I don't know. It's, let's say it's something within my capability. Yeah, like, let's I, say... I don't want to say I cure cancer. I'm not going to yeah, be you're not doing curing. that. <laughs> I'm not doing that in my life. Let's say maybe, I don't know, you make a great video or something crazy. Or I give a speech. You or... give a speech that inspires one person. Yeah. What would be the obvious reaction of that for you as a person? For me to react? No, just the world reacting to you. I don't... Well, if it's... Let's say it's this, like, exceptional feat of, since I, I can tend to sway people, let's say I sure. I bring about one year of world peace. Okay, sure. I'm not going to say it lasts forever. We're just saying one year, maybe. One year, sure. Which is an incredible fucking accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Anyone yeah, yeah. could be proud of that. <laughs> so, if I bring that around, and the world would react... Uh, they, first of all, the peace would happen. I'd be curious to see what causes the conflict again. Okay, interesting. I'd be yeah. curious to see that and see if I could do anything about that, or would that be beyond my point anymore? Like, would it? Would I no longer be considered a relevant figure in that? I, I don't. I don't know. It's a. I don't know if I can answer that question. I, I don't know how to hard. answer. Yeah, you don't have omnipotence. I, yeah, I don't have omnipotence. <laughs> I have no idea how to answer that question. I'm, okay, a little bit of a time uh, sidetrack. I've always liked the idea in time travel stories. You know that, say you go back in time and you stop somebody from dying, for example. Yeah, prevent this terrible prevent accident. Prevent this terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. accident, whatever. It's still going to happen. It's just going to happen differently. Oh, different. Okay, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that adds the idea that it's linear, but I, I don't think that would you be the case. So? No, um, well, it was really weird. So it was this sort of chart explaining how it would work. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do, if you go back in time, that's just creating a new timeline regardless. Yes. Yeah. That becomes the new primary timeline. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do because you've never seen the repercussions for these actions. Yeah, you will not know. Yeah. So it's uh, like if you want, you can go to the future and do whatever you want. There's going to be little consequence mm-hmm. because it's not the primary it's timeline. It's not, yeah. No, the whatever, whoever goes the furthest, back. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say it's interesting that time itself is can be manipulated almost like a field, like gravity. Because you can see time dilation is a thing as well. Um, certain planets... They, yeah, they discussed that in one of those uh, movies, Interstellar. Yes. the planet... So it's based on gravity. For some reason, time moves, I think, slower the heavier the gravity is. Yeah? So... Well, I know uh, time affects diff- things differently depending on its speed, actually. I believe. Yes. So the faster something moves, the slower effect time has yeah. on it. That's why they think if you go faster than the speed of light, they used to think you'll go back in time. Because it's like you can't even begin to catch up to you. Yeah. Well, there was an experiment. I don't remember too much about the experiment, but it was to test time dilation. So basically they gave... They had a clock back on the ground. And Mm -hmm. they set it to a time. They set the watch to the exact same time. So what they did is they gave the watch to a guy in a plane. The guy just goes in space... uh, Not space, just in the sky, flying around for a bit. He eventually comes back. They compare it to the clock on the ground. And I believe it was like a couple minutes behind the clock, that, that the watch yeah? that was in the sky. I yeah. wouldn't, okay, do you know more about this experiment though? So. Do you know where it happened and stuff? I can try to look it I'm up. I'm pretty sure it was an old Russian experiment. But then time dilation has been tested upon in space as well. I believe NASA has done a lot of um, specific experiments as well okay um generally the idea is that the heavier gravity is on you the more time is the faster time is for some reason oh i think you found it well the top one here is the u.s naval observatory undertook an experimental test of time dilation they made an airline flights around the world in both directions each circulating taking about three days they carried with them four ccm being atomic clocks and yes. it has an actual formula here that uh, I believe is probably what they would use to help uh, determine everything. I'm not going to say yeah, that Yeah, that's I way above our pay grade. That's some physics that I am alien to. I know about the theory. I don't know the math. Yeah. So anyways, I was just going to use that as an example to show like time could theoretically be manipulated with. Even in space, I believe it does move slightly slower. Which is bizarre, because different planets could have a different sense of time. Well, excuse me. If, I believe it was Einstein who said this, that he described time as like a blanket. Do you okay. do you remember that concept? So it's like, take time as like a sheet, and then you put the planet Earth, and it pushes it around it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's how gravity would affect time and it bends and it moves differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not even going to begin to think that I yes. understand these things. I this is a bastardization of the idea itself. Mm. I like I guess I like the idea of it more for what 
things could be done. Yeah. Not the thing itself. It's weird. I care more about, like, what what wondrous adventures I could have, you know. Yeah. And shit like that instead of, like... Well, you see, if you take the T, <laughs> the T actually equals T to the power of zero in the brackets yeah. of bed mass. So we have the 1 over V squared by 2C squared. <laughs> um, bed mass is the best thing. Like, fuck, I don't care. I, I don't know. I kind of, I just find it fascinating, the idea that, like, time could just be whatever. Like, me and you could go to space. You could choose to stay here. I mean, let's say, I'll go to space. I could be one year older or younger than you. If you go to a different spot, yeah. Yeah, just basically flying well, what in space. if I, like... Wouldn't it be interesting... I Obviously, this isn't how it would work, but wouldn't it be interesting if, like, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll go to Mercury, and I go to Mercury for, let's say, one year, and I come back to Earth in this alternate universe where time mm-hmm. works differently. I come back, and then, like... You're all of a sudden in your 40s, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And you're like, dude, you were gone for 20 years. Actually, so that is testable. So there's this idea that black yeah. holes. Okay. So the idea of... Uh, I don't believe it's ever been a million percent like confirmed, but this is the generally accepted theory. Say if you were to go into a black hole, right? Get sucked into its pole. Okay. Um, what would happen is, so... To outside observers? Yeah, you freeze. freeze. Yeah, you freeze right there. But for you, you just get consumed. Yeah. And the general idea is that it's something with the black hole's manipulation of time that to you it's seamless. You're just going in there. But to everybody else outside, you're slowly moving into the beginning. So time for you closer to that black hole. At one point, when you get close enough to the outside observer, you just freeze there. You're permanently there. I believe it's... It's supposed to be like a thousand years that you would be there until you eventually reach the the center of the black hole, which is when you'd be ripped apart. Well, there I there was this one guy that was describing to the best of their knowledge what it would be like for you, mm-hmm. and reality itself would become this little ball of light. Like yeah, the, the stars and everything would come together in this little ball of light until eventually mm-hmm. it goes out. Apparently, it would be one of the most painful experiences. Yep. You'd feel yourself being torn imagine. apart by the atom. Yeah. That's horrific to think about. That's like, a horrific experience. It's like, that's... Black holes are like this concept of hell. The universe. Yeah. It's like the concept of hell. You're being taken away, dragged, separated from the rest of reality in a painful and eternal torment. Yeah. That sounds like fucking hell. Yeah, it's horrific. And there's no light. There's nothing. There's nothing but you and the suffering. It's funny because people believe it would spit you out somewhere. You know, it takes it takes stuff. But it has to spit it? it out. It's just a ball. So there's another theory of a white hole. Which yeah, is the which is the opposite, opposite where like it, it just expels, yeah. expels everything out. Yeah, which is even scarier because I would imply that like theoretically black holes do connect with other stuff. Could even be other dimensions too. Then again, none of us know. Of course, yeah, this stuff is like way above probably anything humanity will ever do. Not yet. I mean, I'd say I again. I have an optimistic view of things more than you do about yes, the future. Yes, for sure. I definitely think at some point we'll not only understand black holes to their full nature, but maybe even master them to a degree with technology and science that we could use them to our benefit. Like, oh, we have waste? Throw it in the black hole! Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's how they'll clean up Earth. We'll create our own little black hole garbage can. Maybe one day we'll just throw Earth in there. We'll be done with it. 
Fuck it. Just throw it in. Um, Exterminatus. <laughs> yeah, that's horrific. I just want everybody to picture themselves being ripped atom from atom. Why? That Just that it? thought. Well, okay. It's a very dark thought. And it makes space very scary. It is. Which makes well, sense. Well, space is scary. Space is nothing. Like, people misinterpret it as space. Like, it's in the name. But it's actually the exact opposite. It's It's a lack of space. That's what space is. There's a gap. There's a gap, yeah, between... Space like, is the big gununga. Yeah, sure, whatever gununga means. Gununga gap is, like, the primordial void in Norse mythology. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny, because a lot of mythologies say, like, there's chaos, and there's, like, this big swirl of everything at the beginning in Norse mm-hmm. mythology. They're just like, oh, there's nothing. There's no light, there's no darkness, there's no sound, there's no voice, there's no song, there's no music, there's nothing. Yeah. Absolutely diddly squat. What? You can't even conceive of this nothing because That's... you need something to compare it to. Which I really like that idea that it, they're, they they straight up are like, no, dude, there is fuck all there. Yeah, which is honestly borderline what space is. There's stuff in space, but you try to scream, you do anything in space, it won't carry. Yeah. Like there's no sound... No vibrations, I don't think, either. I think somehow vibrations don't carry through space. It's because there's no air to carry them. Yeah. Um, we Air is a substance. Like, it's very thin, obviously, yes. but it is there. It's a physical thing that's there. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. has weight to it. <laughs> so, like, there's nothing to carry Okay. any vibration in space because there's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing to carry the vibration, so it's just like... <laughs> you're just yeah. wiggling around. I don't know, like... I When I was younger, I used to dream of just floating through space. Yeah? I know it's scary, but think of all, like, the beautiful things you'd be able to see. Assuming you can somehow, like, feed yourself... Yeah, if you could... Yeah, if, if you could just float. Just float forever. Maybe you'll run into something. Who knows? Maybe you might discover yeah. some really amazing thing. Now let's say, let's say you could go into like a gaseous planet or land on the sun and you won't die. Yeah. Let's just say nothing can harm you. You're mm-hmm. invincible and you're floating through space. I'd say you could have a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, I would love to do that. You might get a little bored and go fucking insane if you're alone. You probably would. Yeah. You go, but I mean, once you're insane. Yeah, you're gonna have fun everywhere. Yeah, you're gonna have fun everywhere. When you're crazy, who gives a fuck? You're gonna have fun. You're the only one who's invincible floating through space. (laughs) I don't know, like, wow, look at that star. Wow, look at that. Look at that octopus in space. Wow. I okay. So, have you ever heard of the idea of space whales? It's pretty self-explanatory. Excuse me. So a lot of people theorize. That space is There's space whales. So there's no proof. I want to be clear. And I think it's generally considered Where's like a Where is this idea coming? Okay. I think it's like like a crazy lunatic. You were on 4chan, but go on. No, it's it's not even 4chan. It's... Picture... Cause so space is similar to a sea. Yeah. I think that's where this theory came from. Yeah. So logically, if there's planets, there has to be something else. There could be something that ha- just moves through space. Why would there be an entity that moves through space at all? There could be. Not that there has to be, just pure probability-wise. So they think there's a whale. Well, the whale is like the easiest way to explain it. It would be like 
the easiest way for humans to consider well, it. I don't know. I guess it's weird to think of because life on this planet can only exist by consuming other life. Yeah. Even micro, micro microorganisms. Microorganisms. Yeah. Thank you. They consume other microorganisms to to survive. Yeah. Plants have the sun shit like. Yeah, and there logically has to be an alternative. I don't think people believe a space whale is real. I think it's more theoretical ideas. It's a photosynthesizing about, space whale. My yeah, my people, God. People even believe it could theoretically eat planets. Like, if it were to exist, there could be a life form that could survive off of... Well, this is just sun's. a crazy idea. It is. But it's more a thought idea of what could be in space. You know what could be in space? Tell me. Friendly little clockwork gnomes and elves. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, but okay. Yeah, just vibing. Okay. You know, the, the shit you see on shrooms, and they're like, Love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Yeah. Look at this cool thing. Look at this cool uh, artifact. You know, it's like... Yeah, I guess so. Just some jokes. Just some jokes. <laughs> there could be jokes in space. Yo. <laughs> it's like a species that does... Like, they've evolved to such a point that humor is the only thing that their society yeah. gives any care about. It's like, yeah, that's cool, fam, but do you got a good knock-knock joke? Yeah. Could you... Like, what? Holy how shit. strange would that be? There has to be. Like, I would love that. Like, a society, like, a tragedy happens, they just go tell jokes. Like, Like, that's all they... That's all they know. Like, the world... Their world got to such a shitty spot that you're just like, man, fuck it. You know, it's funny. Picture, like, a friggin' war. Like, somebody drops a nuke, and, like, the president is about to tell a joke about it. As he's in the process of dropping a nuke. Because it's all he knows. Hey, knock, knock. Who's there? doesn't matter now does it <laughs> what what are you what are you talking about genocide Gen- jenny jenny who jenny genocide. on the side come on jesse <laughs> um, that's a little walter white cannon for you <laughs> oh no we can't talk about yeah, that no, too much Anyways, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I kind of like that this is a very just just thoughts, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting because well, it does feel like more of a stream of consciousness rather than this is, something guided. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, we've, we've gone very uh, and like, yeah, sci-fi-esque with this episode. It's interesting, yeah. Random sci-fi. Huh? Interesting. Well, it might not be sci-fi forever, but you know. I mean, Elon Musk wants to get to Mars. That's his goal in the next 10 years. Say what you will about him, but he wants to do it. And he usually does what he wants. Sure, sure. Sure, he's an interesting guy. He's he's a character, I'd say. Yeah. He's got a lot going for him. He's going to change the world more than he has already. It's going to be a wild time. But yeah, sure. Go into my sort of day-to-day life. Right now, I I tend to read a lot and do a lot of research. Okay. Um, I think it's right now. I'm listening to a lot of like, uh, pagan testimonials. 
Okay. Which are like people who, you know, go into paganism and they're uh, talking about how they got into it and stuff. Okay. And I, I was asking you earlier, sir, about like your spiritual experiences and stuff like that. Because mm. I, I think it's interesting to hear people talk about those kind of things. Okay, yeah. Careful, be... don't make too many flip-flop noises on the I would be on, the video, uh, on the recording. Sorry, what? Huh? They're huh? going to hear that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Anyways. But... I it's I, I find it just interesting to sort of hear and uh I guess to listen to people talk about these like profound experiences, not necessarily even like spiritual. I just like the idea of someone describing this like moving moment that you can't really tell why, but there's like this etherealness. Okay, so I could tell you, it, you know? a kind of weird story didn't happen to me but my sister. Okay. Uh, my sister's maybe like five or seven at this story, right? She's a young girl. She's a child, yeah. Uh, b- a couple years before that, my aunt had killed herself. Oh, goodness. As a, like, just a little story beforehand. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Um, well, I was, it's, I was too young. I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so my sister was young. She liked to play house. So what she, she's just playing around. She's pretending to be on the phone with someone. So my mom's like, oh, who are you talking to? And my sister's like, oh, it's just my aunt. And my mom's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And my mom's like, like she says her name straight up. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy. Because keep in mind, like she was young enough where there's no way she would... Be aware? Be aware or even know that name, you know? Yeah. Because that had happened a couple of years before. It's not like it was an issue that everybody kept talking about. It was more or less just family history at that point. Yeah. Um, so to her, just say, I'm just talking to her. We're just having a conversation. Freaked my mom out at the time. She truly believed, like, my mom got scared. Like, she truly believed she must have been communicating communicating somehow. That's, I don't know. That's just, it's some very strange things. When I was a kid, my mom used to say that I used to, like, quote my granddad, like, a whole bunch. Really? And this was my granddad who passed away, but she used to say, like, a lot of the sayings and stuff I'd just say, he would have said, or just Mm. shit like that. And I often got a couple laughs out of them, because they'd be like, that's so weird that you'd say that. So, Hmm. I don't know. It always makes you wonder, you know? Then again, I think, like... Before you're over the age of seven, because that's usually when most people's memories begin is like after seven and stuff. Okay. Everything before that, as you brought up earlier, is like this amnesia sort of state. Yeah. Uh, I think that you're just sort of, at such a young age, you're sort of closer to that strange mystery and nothingness that came before you. And it's like, it's the same thing like when it's the same thing when you meet like someone that's like really old. Yeah, and like, they seem to see stuff. They're they just they, they, they they're calmer. They have this yeah. more like they're closer to that mystery mm. of before and after us, you know. Well, it's even weirder. Cause... I don't want to say the nothingness because I feel like that makes it a very sort of like bleak sound thing because it's not. I it's, it's a mystery. I almost wonder if humans will ever figure it out. Like living humans will ever figure out what's after. If that's even, like, theoretically possible somehow. Yeah. Because that's such, Um, like, an ethereal 
that's not even something that could be tested, you know? Well, that's the thing. That's like, it doesn't matter how much science, how much religion, how much anything you have. It doesn't matter what personal experiences, whether it be through, like, ego death or be through spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it or maybe scientific discovery. In the end, no matter how much you think you've understood, no matter how much you've touched this mystery, how much you've experienced the void of nothingness or any of that. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that one day you're going to face it. Yeah. And it's truly going to be unlike anything you've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really get why a lot of people go to religion for that peace. Because they want the nothingness to have a label, an identity. Meaning or something. Not, I wouldn't say meaning necessarily. I think it's a very important thing already. I think it's just, it's comforting to think, oh, it has a face and a name. Yeah. It has a goal and identity. It's like us as people when it doesn't. It's, it's nothing. It's literally like this nothingness. It's, it's an amazing thing. That's, it's not even a thing. But it's beyond our conception. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so you truly do believe there's nothing. I guess this brings up an interesting okay. topic. Because I okay. don't know if we've ever so, talked about this. In my opinion, I think that this nothingness. Yeah. This this inconceivable thing. Yeah. Is actually something we have to work towards. So I view. Okay. Life is kind of like. It was interesting when you brought up earlier the people that like remember being like a baby or yeah, in the womb or whatever. Womb, and I yeah. said like maybe they were new. Because in my mind, most people don't remember the beginning of their lives, right? Just like how you don't remember the beginning of a dream. Okay, yeah. Fair so enough. what I think it it's kind of like is it's you live your life, you die, and maybe for a time you're with that nothingness, but slowly it begins to take shape and it begins to form and then you kind of just existing in this sort of new mode of being this new okay life now i don't want to say almost reincarn- like a second step yeah i don't want to say reincarnation yeah. i don't want to say reincarnation because it might, maybe the laws that apply afterwards are completely different yeah it could be a completely different reality where we're all like and like you yeah know, we can talk back we communicate through yeah, lasers like, coming out of yeah. our our squabs which we don't sure. even know what a squab is yeah maybe there maybe it's like completely a, a reality made of like colors yeah yeah it could be anything whatever it is it's still a something mm-hmm. and i think that something comes back and all these like gurus and all these prophets and all these monks of these degrees of enlightenment and stuff talk about this like you know endless pair like heaven of heaven heaven of nothingness this heaven of nothingness no there's this uh there's this concept of this like nothingness that they're always trying to achieve okay or this sort of infinite is another way that they look at it because the same way to view this nothingness to view everything Mm -hmm. because since it's nothing yeah and you can't really get to that there's the everything Okay, Which is okay. always there. It's always constant. The same as this nothing is technically always there and always yeah. constant. It, it, it's it's a weird dichotomy, but it, it, in a sense, you kind of just have to experience it for yourself, but it can end up being like the same thing. 
I don't think I'm making sense when I'm saying this. I, I, I don't have the proper We don't language. have the answers, obviously. I'm just saying that I, I don't what have the, the language, and I'm not going to go on and be like, I'm the next enlightened yeah. man. I'm not. So, Far from it. But I've always liked to believe that, like, <gasps> that the idea of, like... Gee, sorry. Oh, sorry. Are you still going on? I was just going to... Yeah, finish up. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I was just going to say pretty much like... No, go ahead. Um, yeah. No, it's just this sort of endless cycle of like you fade when you die and then the reality around you begins to construct itself again until you're kind of existing in this new mode and you forget what happened afterwards because the, when there's nothing, you don't even, you know... Yeah, you don't perceive... You don't perceive anything, so there's nothing for you to really grasp onto, and there's no identity there. Okay. So I think when they talk about remembering past lives and shit and other stuff, it maybe it's like you remember your mode of being from before, mm. that you kind of pick up on this like before the nothingness was there. Maybe there's like a a way to do that again, you know? Okay. Which I think would be interesting. Yeah, if that was sure. the way it worked. Again, I don't know, but I I personally think that like to achieve this state of nothingness to get to that point and remain there is what we're trying to figure out. Yes, I would say like it's weird cuz I don't think humans will ever be able to for sure know. But what I personally believe is it's almost similar to dreaming. Like yeah. You go away, you leave your body, but you're still like there in a sense that like maybe it is shaped by your by your experiences like you said or maybe it's just purely weird and ethereal like certain dreams are maybe you just go to wherever dreams come well early life early life is very ethereal there's a lot of wonder just vague wonder and maybe you know because you don't know everything obviously you don't know the labels of stuff and how the world is structured you have to get those ideas into you, but it, there is this sort of like wispiness. Yeah, like exactly. You know? Yeah, like. But maybe even before that, you know, like. Ah, it's hard. I to guess explain. it's interesting because yeah, nobody ever really talks about what happened before. I mean, there are people obviously yeah, like but reincarnation, no one, no one, but like yeah, but no one's concerned. Nobody's with that. concerned with that. Yeah, I've never actually thought about that. No one's concerned about what happened before because it's already happened. That's the thing, so they don't care. Yeah, and it's like, well, what happened before? And there's like nothing. And it's like, okay, all right. So you've already been there, so you don't need to be scared of the nothing. Yeah. So think about it. Why is there something now? And then you go like, I don't have an answer. Well, nothing can't prevent something. Yeah. That's just an evident law, right? You, Literal nothingness can't do anything. Yeah. Because anything requires <sighs> something there. I don't know. I've always thought it was interesting because people are so afraid of the the idea of the nothingness. Yeah, because it's a mystery. Not even just that. You can't even get an answer It's a complete it. loss of self. Everything yep. you've ever went through did, doesn't matter anymore. No, exactly. That's, that's one Which, of the worst feelings ever you know but i also think like that's i get why people are afraid obviously but i also think that's kind of nice like all like people's lives are not entirely happy there are a lot of bad moments like you leave everything behind 
Everything's gone, yeah. Yeah, I can't... Well, it's, it's, it's sad because it's like... Well, not sad. I guess... It, I don't know. It's, it's painful. Because could you imagine, let's say, like, you, Dakota, you know, yes. you grow up. Uh, a couple years from now, you get a successful business going. Sure. You start a family, have a couple children... Yeah. You get them, and then they, you know, have their own children, and you travel the world. You gather all this experience and wonder, and you have these amazing days with your uh, your partner. I'm not going to say if you yes. get married or not. I don't know if yeah. you want to. But you have these amazing years with your partner and family, and you have this wonderful life. And you've built so much of this up, and you've done so much for this world that you've experienced. You've done all these amazing things. And then this nothingness comes, and of course it's fucking terrifying because it shows that, like, all of your work, everything that you've done, everything you've built, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It washes away, which leads a lot of people to go to nihilism or to, like, some desperate state of, like, there's no fucking point. But guess what? Because if nothing can't prevent something, there's going to be another something. It doesn't matter if you give up and do nothing, because guess what? You're going to end up right fucking back here yeah. in some different state. Maybe not Earth. Maybe it's a different reality with different rules, but you're still going to exist in some form. So why would you not? Try. Why would you not try? Which is funny, because, yeah, people will chase the idea of something has to succeed them. Whether it be their art, their children, something has to, like... Yeah, we see say they were immortality. Here. Even, like, people want to build another, statues. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Immortality. Um, but realistically, like, none of that matters. Because no matter what you do, let's say somehow you build a giant statue of yourself in space. You're not going to be there to see it. Even if you are, guess what? The universe itself will collapse eventually. Yep. Everything is marching towards well, that nothing. It's really... It's, it's a humbling thought to think, like... Let's say Alexander the Great, probably one of, if not the most famous warriors in history, sure. And his legend is still spoken of to this day. Yeah. This guy... Everybody knows who he he is. knows, and he's probably going to be known for the rest of human existence. But that is human existence. Yeah. There's going to be a point where we don't exist, and even the name of Alexander the Great will be spoken for the last time. Yeah. No matter what happens, there will be a day where... The idea of someone that famous will not exist. So it doesn't matter what the fuck you do. So that is a bad but also good thing. Yes, because people will say that means like nothing I do matters. I get to go kill people. I get to go do all this stuff. But that's a reflection of who they are. Like if nothing matters, then everything you do technically matters. In like a really weird Could you elaborate way. on that idea or would you like me to? So in the idea that like if nothing you ever do matters, you spend your time doing these things. You know none of those things matter. Therefore, you wasted your time on it so it meant everything to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. Like if someone were to give in to let's say some base desires and do shit because they're like nothing matters. Yeah. You just, uh, I, I, there's no way to put it. You're weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think that nothing matters, so you just go ahead and shoot everyone and do all these terrible things, you're a weak fucking person. Yeah. And there's, I'm saying that purely because, like, if you have that and yet you still have the strength to do these amazing, wonderful things for people and these amazing acts of kindness and benevolence and exactly, all that. Exactly, yeah. Like, that 
just shows the merit of your character. And regardless if there's something like heaven awaiting you or if there's literally reincarnation or literally just maybe there is a big dark fucking void and you sit in that miserably for the rest of eternity you can at least have the satisfaction to know that you did some good shit when you were alive i was gonna say the idea of there not even being a reward at the end of this say like i think that's a strange idea but yeah no that's like the idea of heaven yeah like you do good things you go to heaven if there is no heaven if you fully accept the idea that there's nothing any like good deed you do or even bad it like means that much more. There is more significance to it yeah, because it's, it's pure like, altruism. It's like, you know, you just did it to do it at some point. Yeah, I like when I do a good deed. I don't do a good deed because society says that's the right thing to do. I could give less of a fuck. I don't care. Yeah, I do a good deed because I feel like doing it that day. Yeah, I don't have any moral obligation to do it. I don't have any societal obligation to do it. I don't give a fuck about that. I just do it to do it. Yeah. Right? And it's sad because you'll see a lot of people who kind of come to the same conclusion and then... They give up. They give up. They either... I don't want to get too serious, but they do things that they shouldn't. Let's just say illegal stuff. Yeah. Um, In a way that they end their lives and that they've also had some impact on the world. Which is depressing i think smaller scale acts mean more when it doesn't matter if that makes sense yeah if there's no grand cosmic significance to your actions then everything for you at least on a personal level is highly significant and it's easy to just give yourself the let go and be like no nothing i do matters so i'm just gonna do shit but why yeah. would you not consider your own action something that matters? If yeah. nothing matters, literally, your own perspective is the only thing the that only you thing, have yeah. to go off of. So why the fuck not would you just do some amazing shit? Even if it's a small yeah. act like buying someone a fucking sandwich. Or or, yeah. or like helping someone cross the street. Even or, just picking something up when somebody drops it on the street. E- like, even as simple as that. acts like that, yeah. Why would you not do it? Why would you just be like, oh, fuck you, I'm taking this for myself. Or why yeah. Why would I help you? It's like, just get over yourself. Yeah. Get over yourself. You know what? If If no one else exists, then your kind acts are the only thing that exists. Exactly. And if they do exist, and we're all going to that void... Well, fuck, man. Wouldn't it be nice to at least help their journey along the way? All we've got is each other. Fuck, come on. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Wow. <laughs> you know. What an interesting ethereal topic we talked about. It's kind of gone around. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like we've covered most of the... Well, this also comes back to causal, causal determination. determination. So, I guess... I I talk about us performing these good acts and stuff and what small acts even then would have on the chain reaction of reality because everything is because of something previous. So yeah, every action we do is leading humanity forward, even on the most minute scale. Someone goes in the middle of the woods and lives there for the rest of life and doesn't interact with society. That's still significant. Yep. Because that one person might have completely changed things if they stayed in society. Because As, they left and did not intervene. 
Yeah. Look Society at, took a different course. Look at, like, Hitler. So the entire reason he even, like, started that hatred was because somebody told him his art was terrible. On, like, the smallest he, he scale. He used to do postcards, right? No, he used to be a painter. Yeah, but he painted postcards I believe so, yeah, yeah. Maybe postcards, yeah. Yeah. Like, the tiniest acts have huge repercussions. Well, there's this painting of World War One where it shows, like, the British won this battle and they're helping people and there's this one British guy carrying this uh, German soldier off in the painting and they believe that this was an actual photograph that was taken. They lost the photograph but they still have the painting. The painting, yeah. But they believe that that German soldier was actually Adolf when he was a younger man. Wow. And they're like, yeah, British soldiers saved Adolf's life and it's like, that's fucked. Huh, interesting. Dude, Hitler, Hitler could have died... World War Two could have been avoided. But that's the weird thing, is you, you almost know? have to say it had to happen. It's the world is better because that happened, as messed up as that sounds. Yeah? There's a lot of laws that prevent... Even Germany was directly affected by World War One. They were hit with tons of tariffs, oh my which God, yeah. gave way for the Nazi party to rise. Now it's no longer allowed for the UN to hit them with sanctions like that. Well, yeah, because they did it, and guess what happened? Another yeah. world war. Like, fuck, man. Yeah, like, honestly, like, it had to happen. Like, if Hitler wasn't saved there, it's well, nice it's just, to say everything would have been peaceful. There would have just been, the 40s would have been beloved. But no, like, there still would have been Japan. There still would have been uh, Italy. You think that? Yeah, yeah, I think you can't just... I th- I feel those are probably more induced cuz of what germany was doing but but even look at japan now to them look at how much the war shaped their country without that happening like japan would be an entirely different place and the world would be vastly different without japan's influence Hmm. um yeah people like to say like like imagine if you could kill hitler when he was a baby but that would seriously destroy the entire world. Like, I think the world is better with Hitler. I I, I know that's a weird thing to say. I want to th- say that. I think what you're trying to get at is, like, with the tragedies that happened and everything, that the world is still better for it. Yes. Like, every... Even bad things Good that things happen. have a purpose, but so do bad things. Yeah. As messed up as it sounds, you grow from it. Which I believe I did say earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even us coming in unprepared. Yeah. Let us have some weirdly deep topics. Some strange conversation points, yes. Yeah, interesting. Stuff that we probably would not have talked about otherwise. No, I don't think so, actually. Um, So, I guess... uh, I don't really feel there's much more to really discuss for this episode. Yeah, I think that about covers everything. Um, I guess I appreciate everybody listening to us rambling. Um, yeah. So I guess thank you all for joining us for this episode today. Yep. I really hope that you're all doing well. I hope that you at least had some fun uh, dialogue to listen to. I hope you, yeah, definitely enjoyed the episode. I hope it encouraged you to, you know, look some stuff up. Maybe go do some research. Yeah. Maybe help us, you know, formulate more accurate uh, statements on the ideas we're trying to present. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever it is. 
Um, actually, while we're here, before we let you go, I would actually like to bring up uh, one thing that we said that we were going to try to discuss. Oh, I believe I know what you mean. Uh, if you guys would actually like to get in touch with us here at the Gravy Sandwich Podcast, yes. you can actually uh, email us at gravysandwich at gmail.com, spelt G-R-A-V-E-Y. Yes. S-A-N-D-W-I-C-H. At sign G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Perfect. We might throw it up. You can email us whenever. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, so we might throw it up in our podcast details as well. Yeah. If you have any, like anything, if you want to talk garbage about us, that's fine too. You know what? Yeah, you can just email us and tell us how angry you are that we spoke about time travel. That or we something. got a, the specific theorem wrong. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> uh, but either way, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, please feel free to reach out to us if you have yeah. any ideas or commentary. And yeah, we wish you the best. We wish you a a merry day. <laughs> we wish you a <laughs> gravy sandwich. We wish you a merry day. We there wish you, you a merry day. We miss you a merry May. And a merry goodbye. No, so I was going to say.